listening to The Fret Files, the Guitar Workshop Podcast with Eric Daw. Send in your question or comment. To participate in the show, you can text or call 757-774-8482. Or to email the show, you can go to my website, ericdaw.com. That's E-R-I-C-D-A-W.com. Click the contact link and send your question or comment there. We'll use it as part of the show. Yes, indeed. Welcome to the show. It's the Fret Files, the Guitar Tech Podcast. My name is Eric Daw, longtime guitar builder and repairman. And my co-host today, as always, is the trusty. Yeah. The trusty Nat. That's what I like to hear. Hello. Hello, Nat. Old meat in the pot. I've heard that phrase before. Old reliable. Thank you for the welcome. Greetings. I will read the listener's submitted questions and Eric... We'll try to answer them mm-hmm. the best he can, mm-hmm. drawing on his eminent experience. <laughs> Just draw as, this out as long as, as you can. As professional luthier. I get paid by the word, don't I? Yeah. What's on your bench lately, Eric? I don't even know. Were you dismayed when I brought uh, a guitar over today? Oh, that? yeah. Nat showed up to do the podcast, and he had a guitar case with uh, him. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. That's not, not what this is. That, uh-uh. No. Get that out of here. That's no, you have a laminated pass to any guitar work you need done. You just let me know. Okay. I was well. just saying that to our buddy Craig Green today. Gosh. Or was it yesterday? He brought over a guitar. Just you know, one, huh? And, uh, well, he was picking up another guitar See, and brought I over another one. Mm-hmm. And he was look. He looked at my, I've got a white dry erase board. It's yeah. like waiting list. February, March, April, yeah. all filled up with names. I'm booked out to April. On repairs, and he was like, "Oh, oh, I didn't realize you were. Well, you have a whole waiting. Sh- should I be not bring you? The- I'm yeah. like Craig. I mean, I've known Craig for thirty years, and he's one of the nicest. He's people around. the nicest guy ever. Yep. So, the, yeah, if the, you're on my yeah. waiting list, this might <laughs> this might upset you to hear, but yeah. there are people <laughs> who." There are people who get around the waiting list. They don't even know I have a waiting list because yeah. uh, they just have they just have an all access. They just know where you live. Laminated pass. Yeah. Look, that's just how it goes. That, when when you're one of my best friends, then that's just how it goes. Yeah. Well, I bought a lot of crappy <laughs> guitars, knowing you can fix them. It's it. It's not totally fair, but I appreciate it. Oh, that's all right. Not, you're not the only one. A lot of people buy a lot of crappy guitars yeah, hoping, hoping I can fix them. I know. That's like, that's everybody. Do some guitar. Yeah. <laughs> you got a whole list of them in months that don't even exist yet. Mm-hmm. Hard to live in the present, huh? Uh, I've been winding a lot of pickups. That's what's been on my bench lately. I get, I've get, i I've got three or four, uh, let's see, yeah, four pickup rewinds that have been sent from Japan. Oh. Oh, yeah, that's that's I've been happening a, for yeah, a couple of years. Hasn't I've got it? a few um, humbuckers that were sent to me to rewind. I've got a few. I've got a, a Hofner bass pickup I need to rewind. Oh, the staple dealy. Mm, yeah, yeah. Huh. The bass. I'd one of the bass. Interested pickups. to see what that looks like. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I've, I know I've rewound them before, but I don't know what they look like. I don't remember what's inside. I'm sure it's nothing too out of the ordinary. Well, how neat. I think you got the good mic tonight. Yeah, I did. and um, That was a mistake. I'm trying not to show off, but yeah. That's okay. This is this is pretty good late yeah. night FM DJ. Yeah, I sound like I'm on the phone. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Go ahead, way. caller. West of the Rockies. <laughs> you're, you're on the air. In a good way, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, oh I'm rewinding pickups. Oh. A few... Um, you know, I do things in batches. We've talked yeah, about that. In clumps. So all these pickups were, you know, piling up. I'm like, okay, hell, I, I better get to rewinding these. Yeah, there's a passel. Yeah. So Good. a few a few vintage Fender pickups. A few, yeah, all kinds of stuff. Oh, and a few random, you know, pickup orders, people buying pickups, right? 
Yeah, yeah. and they should. The other thing that's going on in the shop is I have a bunch of refinish work to do, like restoration stuff on vintage fenders people send me. Oh, hey, did you finish that? You had to redo that, that gouged out ash body. Mm-hmm. Did you end up painting that? It was going to be butterscotch it's, or something, wasn't it's, it? It's getting prepped for paint now. Yeah. If, <clears throat> if you look at my Instagram page, you can see pictures of before and after. Oh, where good. I'm there glad was you did that. really bad route under the pit guard. It was awful. And then I had to square it off with a router, right? You know, route a good, a good hole to be plugged and then plug it with ash that the grain matches. Yeah. As, be, as best as possible. Yeah, the wide grain and the <clears throat> narrow grain and, yeah, good. Yeah. It turned out pretty good. And then once I sand that and pour fill it, and seal it, and then start putting color on it. It's going to be blonde. I think it's a 59 Esquire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a 59 Esquire, so it'll be blonde. And I think the blonde finish will just obscure the patches well enough that it'll look stock. Yes. It should look really nice. Nobody has to know. And and what a recovery on that thing. Oh, it, it was, was rowdy. Yeah, it was. It looked like a angry beaver got to it. <laughs> That's exactly what I was searching for words. You done found it. It was bad. Yep. And now you can scarcely tell you matched all the grain. So, but That's I good. haven't, I haven't been in my shop for a couple days. I had it. Well, I'm a year older. I had a birthday. Gosh, that must've been all. And my lovely girlfriend who just left, she surprised me with a whole bunch of fun stuff that I, that like life affirming. Yeah. I got to tell you. I'm really lucky to have this lady oh boy, in my life. So she surprised me with uh, a couple's massage. Oh, wow. Yeah, never done that before. No, neither have I. It was pretty good. And then... Sounds uh, looks luxurious for you sure. You know, like Thai food and... Oh, yeah, you love that stuff. Just a good day. And then all a surprise. And then in the evening... Uh, we went and did a an escape room. Have you ever done an escape room? No, because I'm not any fun. Well, I, see, that's how I felt about it. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's for that's for people who don't like right. to read. But it turns out it's really fun. That's now, cool. I had no idea. Well, but I, yeah, this escape room was because I thought. See, I just didn't know. I thought the premise of an escape room is. They lock you in a room. And you get really mad. And then you have to try to get out. I'm like, well, that doesn't sound... With, so wait, yeah. this costs money? Exactly, yeah. Because <clears throat> my parents used to do that to me, and I didn't... No kidding. For free. Yeah. I didn't enjoy great. it. <laughs> so this was... The premise of it was you go in this room, and it's, it's, it's a bank manager's office. And it looks just like a bank manager's office. There's a desk. Plants and There's chairs. A, another and, thing I wouldn't know. Couples massage. Yeah. Happiness. And computer. And yeah. and the premise is you have to break into... There's a vault that you have to get into by, by getting into some doors that are locked. And you have to figure out a bunch of codes and do a bunch of things and get into the vault and steal a bunch of... I mean, it's fake money, but... You know, the, it's like a real bank vault and, a, and real well, codes, and you fun. have to crack the code, and you have to figure out... Yeah, the premise is, like, they prep you, and they say, look, this bank manager's forgetful, so she has the codes oh, yeah, post-it note, around her office, but okay. they're, like, in cipher. Like, you have to kind of decode it. Exactly how I do it. Yeah. It was fun. It was well, a lot of fun. You had a good attitude. That would that would be life affirming for sure. And then she surprised me with a little family get together, and we had it was catered by Olive Garden. Whoa! Yeah, it was the beautiful thing. Gosh. Uh huh. Yeah. I didn't get to finish my story before we oh, hit record. Hell, but your your weekend sounds better. Ah uh, well. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. So you did some pickups too. Yeah. So that's uh, oh, you that's know. why you hadn't been working that much. That's, that's, that's yeah. That's why I haven't been working that much. I took a couple of days off, and we had birthday festivities. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. You know, the other night we sang happy birthday, um, and it was the best, most natural 
okay version of Happy Birthday from oh, the stage. at our gig? Yeah. yeah. Remember that? It just happened naturally, and yeah. it sounded good, and it seemed right, and it wasn't forced, and it wasn't awkward. How great. I hate it when people ask me, when I'm on stage playing a gig, I hate it when people come and ask I me know. to sing Happy Birthday. Like, to well, someone who's not even there. Yeah, and I'm they're, not. Yeah, they're I'm, in the, yeah. I'm not like a party clown for hire. No. We're, I'm not, sorry, but this isn't her birthday party. I know. But I always weird. acquiesce because I'm a nice guy. It's like, okay, all right, fine. We'll say happy birthday to your girlfriend, yeah, Janet. Yeah. We'll Everybody, it. Janet's Janet's 42. Let's have give a big a round of applause. And it falls <coughs> flat, but that it's interesting. Um, but that one went well. It yeah. was a, noted. Like, hey, that was kind of fun and at the right time, and it wasn't forced. Yeah. So that happened once, everyone. All right. Moving on. Hey, we have a new sponsor. Was that right? I am not fooling. New sponsor on the show, Thunder Road Guitars in Seattle. Oh, I've heard of them. Frank, the owner of Thunder Road Guitars, I've known him for 20 years or so. Yeah. The guy is solid. He's a straight shooter. He, They don't inflate their price. You know, so many stores, like, you, you don't know if you can trust, like, you kind of get, like, a Weird, like pawn shop vibe, kind of a smarmy you know, music stores have used not car been salesman great vibe through the years. This shop is different, man. Frank knows his guitars, and he's a solid guy, straight shooter. Thunder Road Guitars in Seattle, our new sponsor. Well, how good! He, I know he is a mensch. I think we, you'd say, yeah, that's a good he's one. Solid dude. I, in fact, I think he was there at Emerald City when I was there. Mm. Yeah, he, Young used, guy. he worked there in the uh, 2000s, early 2000s. Yeah. And, of course, you know, we've got uh, our favorite, Apex Coffee. Oh, thank goodness. Apex Coffee in I Waco, was, Texas. I was I trying not to panic, but. No, they're still. They're, okay, yeah, good. I. F- that's what me and Nat drink. We love the it, Apex Coffee. It gets me going. I know. I enjoy it. Yeah. All right. Let's read some questions, shall we? Just wait. We don't have any calls. Have you already noted that? No, we have no calls. Nobody calls. Well, let's put some guilt on. I know. I'm like a, I'm like your grandma over yeah. here. Nobody calls. Never. Nobody. Never. You just get sarcastic. The phone doesn't ring. Well, why don't I simulate it? Here we go. All right. Incoming email bump in uh, three seconds here. They call this a bump. A bumper. Oh, yeah. Letters. We get letters. We get stacks and Hi, Eric. Hi. I've been winding pickups. Something I never thought I'd do, but your podcast has inspired me. Hmm. It's fun, and I'm using Stumac pickup kits. Is this crummy ad? Have you have you used those? Yes. Oh, they're good. Oh, what do you think of the quality? Good. Well, let me let me interject. Yeah. Uh, take these as they come. Yeah, in in stride, in order. So um, sometimes I've ordered the Stumac pickup kits when my regular suppliers are running low or I I need a one-off or something. And I've been really impressed. Hmm. And I called them to see because it doesn't say on their website, I'm really picky about (laughs) the Alnico I buy. I want to make sure it's USA-made Alnico. And it doesn't say on their website. So I called them and said, hey... Can you tell me these pickup kits with the Alnico rods, where is the Alnico made? And they said, Texas. Oh, yeah. USA. Make some dang good magnets. And, uh, yeah, they're great. They're absolutely good. Good. And they're a good bargain. I th- yeah, the Stumac pickup kits are great. I, anyway, go right I ahead. I never perused them. Well, I'm glad you interjected. Also, my main question is, when you wrap a Telebridge pickup in string... Mm. How do you get a neat and tidy look with the string wrap? Mm -hmm. Every time I've tried, I end up doing it over and over again, and it still doesn't look as neat as I'd liked it to. Mm. Do you have a trick for doing this, or is it just something I need to practice? (laughs) Thanks, Ted in Salem, Oregon. Thanks, Ted. It's the capital. Salem's the capital of Oregon? Got to memorize. Well, I'm sure Ted knows that. Yeah. Ted, you live in the capital of Oregon. <laughs> I know. He's pretty First big. First of all. He's a big deal. Forget First of all. 
Uh, yeah, it's something that practice will help, but I do have a little hint for you. Ooh, a little A tip. little trick. So that cotton string that you wrap around the telly bridge pickups, uh, I've found that if you wet the string first, mm. that it really has a lot better tendency to kind of stay where you put it. Got a little stick in it. A point. little bit of, yeah, it, give, it gives the string a little bit more... Um, resistance yeah. to sliding. Yeah. And you, if you keep it nice and tight, you know, the first thing you'll do, so you'll, what I do is I put the string um, along the side of the pickup and then start looping it around and then you want to catch yeah, with your the beginning, yeah. yeah, the start yep. under each new wrap, right? <clears throat> so that it holds. And with the string wet, it really helps. It really helps for the string to stay in place. Now, I've also heard of people who will dip, because you're, you're probably going to dip the pickup in wax, right? I should hope so. You can dip the string in wax and then pull it out and maybe take like a napkin or a paper towel or a cloth and kind of squeeze the excess wax off. And that if you pre-wax the string, it'll probably stick even better. I've never tried that. I just... I just wet it with water. Huh, and that doesn't get in the way of waxing later, huh? No. Well, good. Hey, that was a good one. Yeah, it was. Then that was a tip that, you know, here's what I love about doing this show. You guys pull tips out of me that I never would think to share with you. No. Because it's just something that I do, and I don't ever think about it. Like, if I were to go tell people, hey, if people said, hey, what's your top five tricks about pickup making or something. Well, I wouldn't remember. And I don't know. And no one says that. No one be says a that. And I just bore. do what yeah. I do. Right. But a real specific question like this drags a good uh, a good bit of information out of me. Thanks, yeah, thanks, Ted. And it's cool that he was inspired to make some some great pickups. It is. How fun. Yep. Hi, Eric and Nat. I just want to share a trick I use. Hits keep coming. I love it. I like the idea of coated strings, but I don't like that they cost twice as much, and I don't like the feel of them. Mm -hmm. Yep. Being a do-it-yourselfer, I decided that I would try to come up with some kind of way to coat standard strings myself to prolong the life of the string. I like where this is going. (sighs) This might be be good. (laughs) This might be good. Yeah, or... could be dangerous. What I came up with is really easy. Okay. Seems to work well. I will now click. I have a chunk of beeswax, and I just run the string along the chunk of beeswax, squeezing it between my finger and the beeswax and pulling it through a few times. Hmm. Then I very quickly run it through a flame, Hmm. not lingering at all. That's kind of romantic. (laughs) But just enough to melt the wax into the string windings. Hmm. I have found that I like the way it makes the strings feel, and it doesn't affect the sound at all. And it prolongs the life. Try it. That's Bob M. in <laughs> Ottawa, Canada. Bob, that's... He's on to something. That's really interesting, Bob. <clears throat> I don't think I'm going to be doing that you... for my own string. I just don't I'll like coated strings. But I'll try it once. You know, here's... Here's what, here's, so I don't actually even sell coated strings in my shop. If you want coated strings, I'll put them on, but you got to bring them to me. You don't have them around, huh? No, I don't, I think they're. They're unnatural. <sighs> Something wrong. Well, it's like a really, really fancy diaper. Ooh, man, that is a great analogy. Like yeah. strings last for a month. The good huggies with the fancy cartoons and, on them and stuff, yeah. And they're like a buck a piece. They're not expensive. And they're nice to they're nice to change, so huh? It's it's not that big of a deal to me. Like I don't I just would never use coated strings personally. I tried them once. Yeah. So um I, I and I don't think I want beeswax on my strings, but I'm I'm glad it's working for you and somebody may take this tip and really love it and use it the rest of their life. I don't know. Here's where I get into a quandary is Sometimes I'll be setting up a guitar for somebody, and they pr- 
they provide me with some coded elixir strings or mm-hmm. something. And they're like 16 bucks a pack. I don't know. And I'm setting the guitar up. And sometimes when you set up a guitar up, you have to loosen the strings and then tighten them again and mm-hmm. loosen them yeah. and tighten them again. Because for whatever your reason you're doing, you're cutting a new nut or something. And I'll be darned if the like the G string doesn't break. Every time I'm dealing with a one-off set of coded guitar strings. And I can't yep. just go to my string Pull wall yep. and pluck one out of my stash because I don't have coded ones. So I have to put an uncoded one on and tell the customer, hey, I broke your special coded string. Well, you never buddy. have to tell them again because Bob but M. Now, yep. <laughs> maybe I'll just <laughs> put a little beeswax on it. <laughs> They'll never know the difference. And you know what's interesting? I think that's the very principle of coded string is it's really only in those wraps. Yeah. Right? And just the merest hint of it. And I think it seals off that those hex core strings have this air gap that causes a few little problems and I think it so this wax and the coating would seal yeah. that off and make it last longer. My understanding of coated string is just so that the string doesn't tarnish. Yeah. You know how strings get dark mm-hmm. and dead? Yeah. And this is the coating is supposed to prolong that. So I, th- I think it's happening somehow inside or there's more air access on both sides of the wrap when there's a hex core because it's not touching a round core or something. Well, that could be. In I principle. Mean, I don't like... I know you just... You tried a set of round core strings just recently. I did. And uh, I've never been a fan. What did you think? Darn it. Jury's out? Yeah. Well, they didn't quite... I'll tell you what. The E string sounds a little bit dead in a bad way. Yeah. And, and you confirmed that. And... I just really like the idea of them. They have a different feel, a little, um, maybe they're slinkier. I don't know what to say. They're a little bendier, which is nice, not floppy. And um, they are supposed to be very consistent, last longer, kind of like a flat wound. Um, I heard, I saw a YouTube video of this guy playing them on a Telecaster, and they sounded really good, like halfway to flat wound, not too twangy and modern mm. like new strings, but I don't think I'd do it again. I've n- yeah, yeah. Because and one of the things is so now I'm worried that I installed them incorrectly because that's a thing. Uh, it is I know, so. which is crazy. But uh, yeah, I've never been impressed with the round core strings for that very reason. They're the, you you said they're supposed to be more consistent. Mm-hmm. And last a little longer, and I've found the exact opposite to be true. They're com- they're totally inconsistent. Like you'll have two strings out of the same pack will just ring out completely differently. Mm-hmm. And you found that on the pack you've got, right? You know, to the point where I wondered. I was trying to reason this out. Okay, this round core's got more ferrous magnetic material in it, right? It's got a little bit more material than yeah. a hex core. But it's so much quieter. And I was thinking, is there some weird formulation thing that's not working on, you know, amplified through this pickup? What's going on there? And so now I've kind of lost faith in this thing. Like, and then you start hearing it more and it's weird. I don't know. So, yeah. And they, the other problem I found with them is they'll intonate very strangely. Yeah, they, they're fraught with int- intonation problems. The wines tuning, or the wraps tuning problems are not strongly attached to no. the core. Well, yeah, if you think about the the wrap of the wound string, like a slinky, like yeah. if you blew it up to it the is. size of a slinky, it's um, if on a round core, it's able to move. Yep. And on a hex core, those hex the corners bite into they the do. slinky. That's and, my understanding. And yeah. so they don't slip. And if you've got a round core string where the windings are able to slip and move. A tiny bit. It creates all kinds of problems. Or move separately. Yeah. It's not good. I don't know. I might. And I got there. It was a good brand. I think they are made in Europe. Um, 
there's another there's some other kinds of choices here, but I don't know. I don't think I'd do it again. No. No, it's like a it's like an, an anachronistic hipster version of Yeah. Because that's exactly what because I was looking for. Round core string it that used to be the only way they made strings right. and then then the hex core thing pioneered string making and made them super consistent but now it's like it's like going back to a typewriter saying oh i'm gonna try these round yeah, core strings it, it does have an element like an that, affectation well i was thinking about that to what extent are those things good to what extent are we harkening back to a to a golden past that never was but think about how good classic guitars are and yeah. it's not just an affectation no. or a hipster thing. Like yeah. so many things are good. Yeah. And like the the way pickups were made don't need to, that doesn't need to be improved. No. That and and so many things. I don't know from scale length to the whole bit. Those mm. are done and it's not that we are trying to uh assume th- you know we're not it's not like a strange fashion <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Um so it's not a total affectation like a monocle or a weird mustache. No offense to our listeners. No offense to all of our <laughs> listeners with monocles hope, and yeah. waxed mustaches. And and I did want that. And I think it's reasonable to... I did want that somewhat vintage aesthetic. Well, the version of that that works... You bet. Is, That's, is yeah. flat wounds. Yeah. there And the, these are a little... Not quite as dead as flat wounds. Yeah. Um. But with flat wounds, they're actually more sturdy. Yeah, they're totally they, consistent. They're totally consistent. To a fault, maybe. And they intonate super well. I love flat wounds. I put them on my telly all the yeah. time. Yeah, and they sounded good. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I, it's interesting. You got a little speech out of me because I was thinking about that. Like, no, these guitars in this era, we don't need to figure out a, a way to wind a better pickup or to use something weird right um and it's not just because that's what we had when we were young or some of these other reasons why we uh things are special like a cultural touchstone no these are actually were full quality as good as things needed to be right away it's which is i don't know kind of rare and kind of awesome yeah but so worth a try and thanks for uh eliciting that great discussion bob Thanks, Bob. All righty. Let's do another question, shall we? Let's do. I'll see if I can get through one. Hey, guys. Assuming Nat is present. Nat is present and accounted for. I am. This show sucks when you're not here, by the way. Oh, that's nice of you to say. Doing a solo show is hard, and I don't think it's as entertaining because it's... There's no one for me to interact with, you know? No, I hope that I'm the straight guy and I can ask some maybe inane, obvious questions and... It's good. And keep and it moving. Lauren's done a show once or twice with me, and maybe if you're not available, I'll have her do them again, because she was good, too. But I don't think I want to do solo shows anymore. Gosh. It's just hard. It's a soliloquy. It's, it's Hamlet. It's so much better when you're here. Okay, well, anyway. Thank you. Okay, let's try this. Be here now, assuming that is present. Here's one for you. How do you deal with this? Being a guitar repairman, I've encountered this sort of job more than once. Every time has me unsure of how to handle the financial aspect on my end. Oh, no. The basket case. Mm-hmm. It's got a title. Yeah. A guy decides to purchase all manner of parts to build a T-style guitar just to find himself in over his head. This time, a guy has an unfinished body of unknown wood that has been routed very poorly by hand for humbuckers. Yeah. It's, like, it's like Halloween. Halloween episode. The included humbuckers are, woo, EMG active units. Mm. Need to get one of them parental advisories on this. <laughs> there, is, there is also some fancy circuit board with a tone pot and also a volume pot. Yeah. I'm old school. I don't usually do active electronics. That's a nice statement. You and me both. <laughs> no kidding, but <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Uh, especially random stuff that's been pieced together without a schematic. So here's my question. When you encounter this sort of thing, do you bill time and materials? Or do you charge a set rate? 
basically, how do you handle it? Gosh, I can do the best job finishing his body or neck in nitro and assembling everything right. In the end, these parts are low-quality junk. Yeah. The guitar might be worth a third of what I need to charge to build it. What's your take on all this? Of course, I informed the customer of this, and he wishes to continue. That's a good, another good phrase. He wishes to continue. What would you charge to correct body routes and do a full build with Chinese parts? Would you even take this on? Thanks, and Happy New Year, guys. That's Jeff Metz in Windsor, Pennsylvania. Seems like we've heard his name before. Yeah, that's my buddy Jeff. Oh, you had? Yeah, I thought so. Jeff in Windsor, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I, um, this is painful. Well, I'm glad he brought it up because maybe it needed to be said. This is tough. So, yeah, you have to draw the line somewhere. And I mean, all the details that, all the details you're talking about, I I don't want to go into the specifics of what, where to draw the line and how. You'll have to make that determination for yourself. But here's what I learned. Um, Gosh, I've been doing this for a long time. So way back in the day when I worked at Emerald City Guitars in Seattle, I didn't turn anything down. People would bring stuff to me, and I would just shake my head like, oh, my God, do you want me to do what? Right. Okay, here we go. Yeah. And then what happens is they get it back. They realize it sucks. Yeah. Because they, what they asked me to do was build a crappy, put together a crappy thing mm-hmm. that they, they're like, here, put this crappy bridge on it. And, and sure just, enough, it was crappy. Sure enough, it was crappy. And so instead of just like eating crow about it, they put it on reverb and say, Eric Daw at Emerald City Guitars, <laughs> renowned guitar <laughs> yeah. scientist, yep. assembled this for me this and breathed life into it. Yeah. You know, and I'm look, and you see, like, and then people start emailing you, hey, did you uh, seriously did, did that, you man? put this together? <laughs> like, what did you think of it? So oh, anything, now, yeah. that's, anything that's going to come back and bite you later, that's how to make the determination. Oh, well, that's a good standard. So you got a, a gut feeling. Like, oh, this guy's going to try to sell this and use my name. Do I want that? That's a good standard. Yeah, it is, because yeah. it's it has guided me. It's never steered me wrong. Right. I had a guy once, I've probably told this story on the podcast before, but I had a guy once who wanted me to put frets in between his frets. <laughs> I don't think I've heard this. Yeah. Oh, no. He's like, well, I want to experiment with microtones, so I want you to... Don't. That's probably not legal in some of these states. fret slots and put and install frets in between the frets, and I just said no. That just I just said no. That's wrong. I'm sorry. If you want to do it yourself, have a nice time. If you you can find somebody that'll do it for you, great. More power to you. Mm -hmm. Do your thing, man. Experiment. You be you. Have a good life. Else. But I'm not going to do it because what'll happen is you'll realize you ruined a guitar and then you'll put it on reverb and you'll say, Eric Da, renowned guitar scientist, put frets in between the frets on this guitar and now it could be yours for the low, low price of eight ninety nine. Yeah. And I don't want it. Oh, gross. I don't want my name associated Mm-mm. with it. And that's how, you know, that's... The other thing about it is that's that is what has shaped my guitar building um, philosophy as right. well. Okay, because guys used to be able to talk me into making some one-off thing I didn't want to do. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. That's distasteful. They're like, oh, yeah. but it's good, my dream guitar. Will you please just do this? All right. So I would do it, and sure enough. Yep. It shows up on the internet. One-off, custom-made yeah. Eric Da special guitar. You could, it could be yours for the. And yeah. then people start emailing me about it. Um, yeah, they're like, "Why did, did you put did two you, Armand pickups yeah. in a Martin guitar, did man? Did you make this? Why is there? Uh... <laughs> yeah, you, you sure about so, this? Yeah, 
I mean, I remember a guy, I had a guy once who wanted me to install a pickup on his headstock because he wanted the, oh, over, the overtones of yeah. the strings between the nut and the tuners Knock it to off. be able to dial it in. I'm like, hey, it sounds like you should buy some tools because oh, I ain't doing man. that. Are you nuts? Plus, you're like hastening the moral decline of the whole world every time you do something so, so kooky. Say no. Know when to say no. Friends don't let friends make crappy guitars. You gotta, you gotta draw the line at crap like this. I don't usually do active electronics. There you go. That's that's and your heart talking. Yeah. Listen when when you're trying to tell yourself something. <laughs> listen. I don't usually do this. So yeah, um, good one. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Tough situation. Yeah. Oh, let's take a little break. Let's we'll, do. we'll be we'll be back with more after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Thunder Road Guitars is based in Seattle, but they ship guitars all over the world. I've known Frank at Thunder Road Guitars for over twenty years, and this guy is as solid as they come. He's a straight shooter. They're real people offering real service. Thunder Road Guitars carries excellent used, vintage, new, and rare instruments, as well as amplifiers and a wide selection of pedals. Thunder Road Guitars is your best source for fine, used, vintage, and new guitars. They're an independently owned family business that thrives on great customer service and the love of instruments. Check them out online, thunderroadguitars.com. Give Frank a call. Tell them you heard it on the Fret Files podcast. In fact, they have a promo code. If you buy anything on their website, that's thunderroadguitars.com, use my promo code, FRETFILES. All one word, FRETFILES, for 10% off. That's thunderroadguitars.com, or you can always give them a call at 206-678-5248. Guys, my favorite beverage, by far, my favorite beverage, besides water, my favorite beverage is coffee. And my favorite brand of coffee is Apex. Check out Apex Coffee online. Go to apexcoffeeroasters.com. They ship coffee, and this is premium. This is the, I think it's the best coffee you can, it's my favorite, the best coffee. They'll ship it to you. They ship it to me. Once a month, I the postman brings me Apex Coffee, and it's just as fresh as can be, and it's the most delicious, beautiful coffee. Check it out apexcoffeeroasters.com They're based in Waco, Texas, but you don't have to be. They'll ship it right to you. While you're there, you can use my promo code PINUP, that's P-I-N-U-P to get 10% off your order. Check it out. apexcoffeeroasters.com Hi, Eric. Howdy. I appreciate your podcast and I have received your book. Thank you. Lovely. It made it all the way to Tokyo, Japan. Hey, Whoa. this is a foreign correspondence. How nice. Yeah. My question is regarding Fender Jazz Bass Necks. Hmm. I've worked on several that straightened out without string t- tension, but once the strings are on, a hump or two appears. Mm-hmm. If you did not have a heat press, how would you address this? Oof. There is indeed a 100-volt neck heat press available to buy here new. Otherwise, I would order through your friend. Still, I'd like to learn another way to level these high spots that show up once string tension is on. That's from Paul. Thank you, Paul. Tokyo, Japan. Yeah, thanks, Paul. Nice traditional Japanese name there. Well, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, he threw me a curve there. I thought I was going to have to Uh, wind up the old elocution you know, oh, yeah. really get after oh, it. Yeah. Um, what? How would I straighten those necks out if I didn't have a neck heating iron? Yep. And and they're forty eight inches long, and yeah. they, yeah, made of wood. Uh, if I didn't have one, then I would buy one. That's how I would do it. Yes. Or I would send it to a guy that had a neck heating press. Look, it, there are ways to. Um, you know, you can level off the frets in the high spots. 
that only gets you so far because frets mm-hmm. are only so fret, frets are only so tall. Right, and the and you don't want to take the whole thing off. Mm-mm. Or you can pull the frets in the high spot and just plane the fingerboard down with a radius sanding block in that area and then reinstall the frets. But yeah. it's hard to get that exact. And uh, I tell you what, if this is something you do very often, just get a neck heating iron. Mm-hmm. Just, and, and there's one available. Yeah, there's more than one available. So for the longest time, I'll tell you this, Aria, the Japanese brand. Oh, yeah. They used to sell a neck heating iron, and then they didn't for like 40 years. And now they've reintroduced them. Well, I wonder if that's what he's talking about here. I had a friend of mine on on Instagram point this out to me, and they said, I think it's due to your podcast. There you go. I don't think that. I don't think that, but people have said that to me. You're an influencer. But, uh, um, you know, stateside at least, uh, I would still go with uh, uh, Players Gear Music. That neck heater, the one that he makes is so industrial. It's so stout. And he doesn't even look. He's not an advertiser anymore. I'm just, I'm just telling you this because I believe in what he's selling. But and it works. But yeah. Aria does make them now as well, and I think they're about the same price. So well, there yeah. you go. So just got to do it. <clears throat> Thanks, Paul. All right. Hello, Eric and Nat. Hope 2024 is treating you both well. So far, so good, man. Yeah, see, now it's an even year. I wrote in late last year about my Les Paul and how the notes on the fourth and fifth string had an unusual fretless sound for fretted notes higher up mm. the neck. Yeah, I think well, I remember that. Yeah, it had weird sounds. You set out some you set out some great troubleshooting tips about headstock vibrations and taking away this variable with a clamp. Oh yeah. You also noted that the frets may need a fret dress and a couple of other real possibilities that I forget now. (laughs) I'd love to say, yeah, because, you know, the possibilities are endless. I'd love to say that I rushed out and tried all these possible solutions, but the truth is that I just kept playing it until one day that fretless sound was no longer there. I guess that means that the frets were probably flat in certain areas, which was also one of your suggestions. But it's unusual that normal playing could correct that sort of problem. Hmm. Anyway, this has been quite a digression to let you know that my less no longer has that quirk and that the problem was not really startling enough to act upon. Hmm. It was, in fact, a cool quirk, but I don't miss it if I'm honest. Hmm. Here's my question. How do you go about convincing us guitar players that certain problems may all be a figment of our imagination? <laughs> this is great. Yeah. Or our playing style. Is this something that was harder back in the day when you didn't have a reputation or a wider profile? Or do you still get players who are adamant that they know their guitars best? Yeah. Are you the diplomat or the straight shooter? Mm-hmm. As always, a great show, and I hope the monthly format is working out for you with plenty of good questions. Oh, yeah. Cheers, Julio. Thanks, Julio. That's good. It's been touched on already that's, a little uh, bit. That's Julio. Yeah. Writing in from down by the schoolyard. It, could, it very well could be. Julio, I appreciate the question I, and the follow-up. I know. You the, know, this the went... This, the big this, one. This went through my mind when I remember your question. I thought, I think... I, I think that this problem's going to sort itself out. <laughs> or be but, there forever, and yeah. maybe you'll just forget it. You know, and maybe I mentioned this when we talked about it initially, but my first guess would be that it was the strings and not yes, the guitar. I, I'm I'm almost certain that you said that, Yeah. right? So string inconsistency if is a good thing to say, well, maybe I'll try some new strings on this. Yeah. So... Uh, so maybe it was just your strings. I don't know. But to answer your question, am I the diplomat or the straight shooter? I like to think of myself as the straight shooting diplomat. Oh. So I will just tell people straight up. I'll say, look, you know, like the biggest thing that people come to me 
with is my guitar buzzes. I have fret buzz. Not, oh, yeah. not an electronic hum, but buzz, a fret buzz. Yeah. And then I'll say, okay, show me. And then they will take their guitar like it's a, like it's a bow that they're going to shoot an arrow <laughs> and go, boom. I'm like, well, yeah, <laughs> if you play it like that, it's going to buzz. Yeah. And then I'll say, let me see it, and I'll play yeah. the same notes they were playing. Well, and I'll say, look, I can make any guitar buzz. Yeah. The, the, the point is, as a guitar player, to have the finesse to play your guitar to its full potential where it doesn't buzz. Now, you know, the only way for me to, and I'll tell people this, the only way for me to cater to your playing style the way you just showed me you're playing, with, which is really, you know, like, it, it's almost like you're pluck, plucking the string with the intention yeah. of making it buzz. Yeah. The only uh, ammunition I have against that is super high action and super heavy strings. And right. we can do that. And then you can play the guitar like that, but you won't enjoy it. No, and this is, and there are different, it's like a side problem. It's like a manifestation of some other need that mm, it ain't going to work out well. It's going to, if it's not that, it's something else, and you still just have to play the right notes. Yeah. Well, and it becomes like this weird, like there's other problems. Like I'll have players who, They'll learn about intonation, and then Uh-oh. they become obsessed with. Oh no! The, oh, my guitar doesn't intonate. And they're and they'll like be checking it against their piano, and they're checking it against their tuner on every note, and they're checking it against this guitar against that guitar, and then they record it, and they're and they're checking the recording against a tuner, and there's and the, it's like, okay, you weren't you didn't think your guitar played out of tune before you learned right Th- that, that intonation could be set. If, yeah, if you'd never heard that. It's, or if if you'd never heard that this I don't know this round core string you could install it wrong you'd never have that fear yeah it's like these it's are it's a Pandora's box yeah of it's like this knowledge that you can't stuff back in the box right now you know it yeah. and so what so you know understand and I tell people this understand that a perfectly behaving guitar is a compromise at the very best it's a compromise there's no such thing as exact intonation because you are part of the equation and when you depress a string you don't press it down uniformly every time sometimes you press harder and guess what when you press harder the pitch goes up yeah because you're actually tightening the string which raises the pitch so in a you know and then there's the mathematical problem of intonation to begin with mm-hmm. it's a yep. compromise yeah so action intonation all these things the best we can do is compromise that's why you know you want the action low enough that it's comfortable but high enough that it doesn't buzz so you know i mean i i'm diplomatic about it but yeah you have to tell people look you're you're making your guitar buzz on purpose, and yeah. I can't fix that. And you've got a hyper vigilance about this now. Exactly. That may have great, been yes, right. This may have been suggested to you by the internet yeah. at some point, <laughs> which is the best behavior modification tool we've ever known. Oh, that's why they're these, not taking these, any chances. I say that all the time. These are not like fly by night companies, and they've put some ideas in your head. And there, there's a huge emotional. Um, and th- there's an emotional content and emotional valence or wrapper on music and these object of art guitars and oh, personal yeah. music, and yeah. we're so suggestible suggestible about it. And there, mm-hmm. there's, uh, and we end up buying pedals instead of learning how to play a cool note. Yeah, yeah. Hey, can I read a question? Please do. <coughs> I don't know. I just I don't normally read them. It's fun. Yeah, Hi, Eric. I'm sure. loving the book. Any chance of there being a volume two in the works? Ooh. Maybe a book about humbuckers and P90s, the Gibson-style book, as an, as an addendum to your Fender-style wiring book. We would love it. Thanks again for the excellent book and the excellent podcast. That's from Nathan in Tallahassee, Florida. Oh, man. Nathan, thank you for writing in. No. <laughs> 
you usurped my ability to go at length and ad nauseum. Dang well, it. I so the that book is the culmination of like two decades of experimenting with guitar wiring. You got to understand, I could not just put together another book quickly. Like when I started putting that book together, you know, I, well, when I started putting schematics together, I had no intention of writing a book. I, it was just something that happened organically because after a while I had this binder full of original schematics and designs that I'd never seen anywhere else because I'd, I'd wanted to get sounds and get wiring mm-hmm. uh, designs that, I, that you couldn't get anywhere else. And I had to design them, or people would come to me and say, hey, I, I want an Esquire that does this, and I can't figure out how to do it. And so I would design it. And then, you know, you search the Internet, and there's no, like, nobody else has ever done it. So I knew I had a bunch of unique designs that I wanted to share with people, but I've not done that with Gibson-style wiring. And so... Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. So I, I don't have that information. So, no, a Volume 2 is not in the works. Maybe it's not as, I don't know, is it lacking? It's not that inspiring somehow. Well, there's something about fenders. It's like, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a Ford Model T where they're assembly line uh, guitars where a Gibson, a Gibson is more of a, of a coherent thing. Like you can't just swap the neck on a Gibson, right? Yep. Yeah. Good point. With fenders, they've, they just lend themselves to modification so well. I think that's true. Yes. And part of it is that they're, that because they're, um, modular. I was going to say modular. Part of it is because they're modular. So, uh, with Gibsons, it's not really like that. And you don't see many Gibsons, um, that, well, you do, actually. I was going to say you don't see many Gibsons that have been modified with the I, electronics with many switches. Maybe and not stuff, as many, But though. you do. You yeah. do. But, uh, you know, single-coil pickups and fender-style wiring, that's what my book is about. And <clears throat> you can get your copy at solidsoundbook.com, or you can get it through Stuart McDonald. Oh, yeah. They carry my book now. If you're a member at StuMac... It's half. I I don't know how they do it because I know what they paid for those books. Yeah. I don't know how they're making any money at that, but those they're selling them for eleven bucks. Whoa! If you're a member, if you, if you buy them from me, they're twenty two bucks. If you're not a member from StuMac, they're twenty two bucks. But would you do me a favor? If you buy a book from Stuart McDonald, would you please give it a five star review on their website? Yeah, do it. Anyhow, that's my uh, that's that's my spiel. That is great, books. and and you didn't quite say it, but I'll spell it out a little bit. There's that is one way that they could give you a little extra support. You get a little more money if it if they bought it directly from you, isn't that right? It, not it, not yeah. twice as much, but you get. I do get more money if you buy the book, buy it direct from me. SolidSoundBook.com. Absolutely. So I, a, I won't be mad if you buy it from Stumac. Something they could do in lieu of coffee mugs or. T-shirts or... Oh, buy the... Yes. Thank you for reminding me. Get some I merch. Have, I have T-shirts. Oh, good. I have stickers. And I just ordered baseball hats. Pin-up custom guitars baseball oh. hats. They'll be on. They'll be on the website very soon. Well, that's great. That, yeah. That's a nice little thing people could... Yeah. Get some little tokens. You betcha. Those right. are great. One more question. I'll try it. Hi, Eric. When spraying finishes... Do you put color in the nitro lacquer, or do you do a color coat and then a clear coat over that? How did Fender and Gibson do it back in the day? Thanks. Lee. Thank you, Lee. Uh, it depends on the finish. Mm-hmm. But yep. typically speaking, uh, when I do it, I put color down first, and then I put nitro over that. I will put a little bit of amber. A little tint. In the clear, right, to get a little bit of an orangish, you know, yellowed, aged look to the lacquer. <clears throat> but typically, yeah, I do color coat, and there's stuff under the color coat. You know, there's like pore filler and primer if it's a solid color, uh, sanding sealer if it's a transparent, and then color, and then lacquer, 
but it depends on the finish. Like if you're doing candy apple red, then the color coat underneath is silver or gold metallic. Oh, and then you wow. put and then you put red in the clear coat. Red tinted lacquer. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the only way to get that real deep looking and uh, would you ever candy do apple red. A very last top coat of just clear. You could I'd do that to get yeah, a little you depth. Could. Yeah, so in fact I probably that's I it's been a while since I've done a candy apple red, but I think that's what I did. You know, you want to spray the red lacquer until it looks right and then at that point put clear over that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'll typically do 10 or 12 clear coats of, yeah. of nitro lacquer. It'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty good looking. Yeah. And, yeah, and it, is that how... So Fender and Gibson, probably neither one used a tinted lacquer. Is that right? Well, I th- I think that they did Maybe on they occasion, did. depending on what the finish was. Like, mm-hmm. there's different... Like, when Fender did Desert Sand... I don't think they did clear coat over them. Okay. So it's just a color. When they did candy apple red, there is, there's red in the clear coat. So it just depends on the finish. Is that maybe the difference between what we call a butterscotch and blonde? Is Did they have different... That's a good question. Or is that totally too long to talk about that? Well, that's a good question. I've heard different theories about this. People say that the earlier... 50s fenders that are called butterscotch and the later 50s fenders where they go to a lighter colored blonde mm-hmm. I've heard people say that that's the same finish it's just that the that the paint the earlier version of the paint they were using really turned orange and the later version of the paint they were using didn't it's just pure aging but I don't believe that no it seems unlikely yeah I don't believe that and the reason I don't believe that is because when you take the pickguard off of an early 50s Fender, it's not as orange. There you go. But it's not blonde. You know, you also don't see a totally smooth spectrum of those colors, I don't think. they. I think they really can yeah, be. Yeah, that's I'm a good point. I'm not an expert, but, but you re, they really can be lumped in butterscotch or blonde. Yes, and Not if it a was huge, and if it was a process smooth of spectrum, if aging, it was pure aging, yeah. There you'd think that there would be more of a spectrum. The, yeah, there'd be smooth ones in between and then you could line it up and make a beautiful yeah. Instagram post of all the shades. Yeah. So I think that they actually changed the pigment. They went from a butterscotch color to a whiter blonde color. Mm-hmm. So yeah. But, you know, to, how you Apply the finish depends on the finish. It really does. It depends on the look and the color you're going for. And if you want to get like historically accurate look, then there's certain ways to do certain things. But uh, that could be a whole podcast in itself. Yeah, it really yeah. could. That, but that could be a great podcast. Hey, but thanks for the question, Lee. Speaking a great podcast. That that wraps it up for this one. That's what I'm getting at. That's all we got, folks. Mm-hmm. You ought to give us a call. Drop us a call, would you? 757-774-8482 is the phone number to call. You can just leave a message any time of night or day. You can be sober or not. You can be on a bus. You could be call you could call me from the top of a mountain. You could call me from a submarine. It doesn't matter. I'm just there's just an it's just a an answering machine somewhere on a server way out there in the internet I, I won't pick up the phone it's just an answering machine you leave your message there we'll use that as part of the show your, your question or comment 757-774-8482 the other way to do it is call or, or excuse me text uh, or email and you can email by going to my website ericdaw.com click the contact link and fire off your message we'll use that as part of the show Thanks for listening. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. We'll talk to you soon. Mm